0: I picked the coffee. And I carried the market. And I built the railroads. Under someone else's whip. For nothing. For nothing. If one has got to prove one's title to the land, isn't 400 years enough? hundred years, at least three wars. The American soil is full of the corpses of my ancestors. Why is my freedom or my citizenship or my right to live there, how is it conceivably a question now? What we are not facing is the results of what we've done. What one begs the American people to do for all our sakes this is Dropping Jewels, the podcast. My name is Rail. As always, like and follow the show on iTunes and SoundCloud, and on Instagram at Dropping Jewels Podcast. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folk, but in front of y'all, speed my mind. Take it slow. Take it slow. If you haven't been living under a rock in the last few weeks, then you know that African-Americans are under assault. People are calling the police on black people for just being out in public. The outrage at Yale University, a black graduate student, after she fell asleep in a common room of her dorm, and then the police were called. The drama started when a woman in Rialto called 911 after she noticed strangers, some of whom were black, going into a neighbor's home. A man accused of shooting at a teenager in Rochester Hills is now in custody this morning. Now, the teen says the man opened fire after he knocked on the door just to ask for directions. This gentlemen having a barbecue whoa, here at the lake. Whoa, don't What's going on? <laughs> uh, now she, don't talk. <laughs> she doesn't want to talk now. <laughs> uh, it's illegal to have a charcoal grill in the park here. No, it's not actually. I just yeah, looked at the it map. Is. It says this is a designated barbecue area. No, if you, it, not for a charcoal grill. No charcoal grills are allowed. No longer! No further! Protesters no calling for justice today. Want the man to fire. After the arrests of two black men at this Philadelphia Starbucks on Thursday. What did they do? This video, captured by a witness's cell phone, shows police talking and later handcuffing the men while they were waiting for a friend. Now, in the clip, Brother James Baldwin was speaking about we built this country. We picked the cotton. We carried it on our backs to market under somebody else's whip for free, for nothing. Everything that us as African Americans have done in this country to prove that we're worthy of being here, to prove that We can contribute to this country just as much as anybody else. And we have contributed to this country more than anybody else. And to white people, that's not enough. Every day you turn on the news and you see someone calling the police on black people for simply being black. Every day you turn on the news and there's something happening where A black person has to explain to a police officer that I'm doing nothing wrong. I was just here chilling. I was just headed to class. I was just shopping for prom. And it's very humiliating as a black person when you're doing nothing wrong. And then somebody says, let me see your ID. Let me see your receipt. How long have you been here? What are you doing here? Who are you here to see? And literally, it all stems from somebody who's probably racist saying, hey, I saw a black person doing something that I didn't like and I want you to come check it out. When it boils down to it, police officers have to start penalizing these people. People should not be allowed to abuse the police system, and tie up the phone lines over nothing. If you start finding these people, hitting them with a citation, they'll think twice. The young lady at Harvard was literally sleeping, taking a nap. Long day studying, classes, she decided to take a nap the white woman decided to call the police the police come they question her she's like listen i'm a tuition paying student just like everybody else i shouldn't be harassed i should not have to show you my id so she says listen i will use my key to get into my dorm room just so i can prove to you that i that i live here the officer said that wasn't enough I still need to see your ID. The brothers that were in Starbucks. Everybody knows Starbucks is a place for people to commune, kind of go, talk, have business meetings, pretend they're handling a real business. You know how we do. But for some odd reason, today, this white woman decided, I'm going to call the police. Police came and arrested them. Arrested them for wondering why they're being asked to leave Starbucks for not ordering a coffee. 50% of the people in Starbucks are not drinking coffee. They're using the Wi-Fi. They're talking to friends. That's how it is. Young brothers and Nordstrom shopping for prom. One of the young brothers said that somebody said to them in the store, a customer said to them in the store, I hope your parents are proud of what you're doing. And they were like, wait a minute, we're just shopping for prom. What is he talking about? And what hurt me most about the story about the young brothers in Nordstroms is that the young brother said we actually bought something just to show them that, hey, we can afford to buy stuff in this store. We're, We're equal. I didn't like that. I understand, but you have to know how to say, you know what, screw this, I'm out. I'm taking my money and I'm going elsewhere. I don't have to prove to you that I can afford to shop here. I'm going to prove to you that I can afford to shop elsewhere. That's what I'll do. Far too often this is happening. Some sisters out in California At an Airbnb out in Rialto, stayed at the Airbnb. The next morning, you know, they headed to their car. You know, they got the luggage with them. And a neighbor looked at them. She said that because the women didn't wave at her and they didn't appear neighborly, she decided to call the cops. The police come and instantly start shaking them down. What are you doing here? You know, show me your, your your itinerary. Show me your ID. And the white woman said, well, all they had to do was wave at me. Why? I don't have to wave at you. This is the kind of stress that black people have to put up with in America. Every day. Every day when we wake up, we go out our doors We have to try our best to make them feel comfortable around us. And that's stressful. That causes a lot of anxiety. Because we're just trying to live. I can remember being about 19 years old. I was working a little square job, so I was getting off. And I remember going to one of my brother's apartments. And when we pulled up, it was maybe two cop cars outside, and, you know, i just gotten off work, you know, eight, nine hour day. And so I'm, I'm going to see my brother, you know, not thinking anything of it. I see the cops. Listen, I've never been the kind of guy who's been in trouble. I've never been the kind of kind of guy who's been into anything that I wasn't supposed to be into. So seeing the police don't bother me any. It used to didn't bother me any. And we, we I park, I get out of the car, and instantly... I mean, instantly, one of the police officers verbally was like, hey, you, get over here. Give me your ID. And again, like I told y'all, I'm not one who encounters the police a lot, especially not at that time. And I'm, I'm immediately like, what's going on? And then he says, let me see your ID. And I'm saying, for what? What did I I'm just getting off work? I still got my my work shirt on, as you can see. And at this point, he's like, hey, don't ask me any questions. Do what I tell you to do. And for people who say, hey, just comply. Do what you're told and things won't happen. It's easy to say for most whites, because most whites have never been in that situation. Never. They've never been in a situation where you feel demeaned. You feel. Almost not like a human being. When someone who is an adult is telling you who is an adult what to do and you know, hey, you don't you don't have the right to tell me what to do. You're not my mom, you're not my dad. You know, you're not someone that I have to be listening to because I didn't do anything wrong. You shouldn't even be talking to me right now. And the officer, you know, he got. Very loud and got disrespectful. And so I'm 19. So I'm like, hey, man, listen. You don't talk to me that way. I told you where I was coming from. These people who are standing around because it was maybe a few people. you know, just outstanding hanging around. And they were like, hey, man, this guy right here, he's he, he hasn't been here all day. And I say something to the effect of. If you want my ID, you're going to have to take it off of me. And at this point, the officer tells, you know, my brother that I'm about to go to jail because I'm not because I'm not listening. So to make a long story short, I did give him. My ID. But I felt so. I don't know. I felt so bad because I'm like. I did nothing wrong. And I let this guy punk me. Now, at 19, you know, I felt like, hey, I'm going to go down, I'm going to file a police report, I'm going to file a complaint because something needs to be done. But that was really the beginning of what was to come because from the time of being 19, I've been pulled over maybe 15 times without a single ticket. I would randomly get pulled over. And officers would say, oh, you swerved. You got a brake light out. You didn't stop at the stop sign, but never any tickets. And I learned early on what was happening. I say all that to say, this is what black men go through most of our lives. Unfortunately, there was a story just last month in North Carolina where a a brother, I can't recall his name, but he was arrested and charged with public intoxication, resistant arrest. The typical trumped up charges that happen when, you know, no one's around to see it happen. And when he got out of jail, he was visibly bruised and someone had abused him. Dog bites, things of that nature. So he says, hey, I was, I was brutally attacked by these police officers for no reason at all. At 2:30 a.m. in the morning. The officers responded, they had a story. They said he, he was uh, he wouldn't listen. He was incoherent. He was resisting arrest. He was publicly intoxicated. That's why he was charged. So after some internal investigation, After a month of internal investigation, surprisingly, all of a sudden, the charges against the brother were dropped, literally, no charges against the brother. The very next day, three officers were indicted, two white males and one black female. Now, I posted on Facebook that, hey, you know, an investigation was done internally, bogus charges were dropped, and corrupt cops were being punished. That's how the system should work. You won't believe the kind of pushback I got from white people. Even after this internal investigation happened they were still saying this guy's a criminal he needs to go to jail they were still saying things like well this is why people won't respect law enforcement because hey they figure if an officer roughs them up because they're resisting, then they could just file a report and the charges would be dropped and to that I responded hey listen an internal investigation was done They looked at body cam footage and clearly they determined that the officers were wrong and the suspect was really the victim. And at this point, nobody believed what the internal investigation said. And so it made me quickly realize that people only respect what the DA and the judges say when it, when it favors their ideology. Because we all know when Trayvon Martin happened, when Michael Brown happened, when we said, hey, some wrong was done here, we want justice. When the DAs came out and the judge came out with the final decisions, everybody was like, hey, look, black people, the DA and the, and the judge have spoken. That's the law of the land. You know, Blue Lives Matter. What they say goes. Respect it. Black people respect what the DA said, respect what the judge said, and we had to respect it. But when the tables turn on them, they don't respect it. They do not respect it. The brother was in Oakland, California having a barbecue and the white woman literally called the police on him because he was barbecuing in the park. And a white woman with her phone out was recording her. She said, hey, this is a respectable man. He barbecues her all the time. He's been doing it for years. What are you doing? She says, you can't barbecue in this park with charcoal. I'll show you the ordinance. And then some sisters were like yo she's very calm with you surprisingly. Because with us she was nasty. She was very nasty with us. But now she's very docile. Almost victim like. And the minute the cops rolled up she started crying. I'm being harassed. Help me. Please I'm being harassed. No mention that she was literally just harassing the brother who was just trying to cook some chicken on the grill. She immediately went into victim mode. And that's what we as black people have to contend with because the brother was cool, calm, and collected. He didn't lose his cool. And if we're not like that brother, we're all dead. We're all going to jail. We're all getting assaulted by police officers. And I'll be honest, I can't be like that brother. I can't be like that brother. There is no kumbaya moment. Give them the same energy that they're giving us. I just want to tell black people, I don't know if y'all know this, but there is no safe space for us in America. There just isn't. We must be ready all the time for anything. There have been so many cases where our women have been assaulted by white supremacists. There have been so many cases where our brothers have been assaulted by white supremacists. Just recently in Atlanta, people were found hung from trees. And somewhere in the Midwest, I don't know exactly where, but some more brothers were found hung and their bodies were dismembered. See, this stuff isn't making headline news for a long period of time because it just ruled them suicides. It's easier that way. But we're not stupid. We're not stupid. So I really want to drill in y'all's head before I get out of here that there is no safe space for black people in this country. There is no safe space for black people in this country. We must be on alert all the time and be ready for whatever, whenever. You let your guard down, you end up a victim. Until next time, I'm out.